0: Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 56 of the Galen Trombley Show, we have Megan Leary. Megan is the owner and founder of Limitless Training in Plattsburgh. Uh, we had a very good conversation and we had a mixture of talking about the fitness industry and also just talking about owning your own business and being kind of a, I guess, millennial, but someone that owns their own business and has to you know, navigate through all the ups and downs and and everything. And the one thing I'll say about her or Megan is... Um, I don't think she stopped smiling um, the entire podcast, so she is very passionate about what she does um, and has a real love for what she does, and you guys, I'm sure, are going to hear that in her voice throughout the podcast, but um, yeah, it was a great episode, so this is episode 56 of The Galen Trombley Show with Megan Leary. Welcome to The Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 56 of the Gale and Trombley Show. I have Megan Leary in studio. She is the owner of Limitless Training. And I actually just met her today, probably five, ten minutes ago. Uh, I've been following her on social media, and I had some friends that have actually gone to her classes. And one of the main things or main reasons why I wanted to bring her on is because I just think it's really cool that she's a young person getting after it and starting her own business. And all of that and what it entails. So, we're probably gonna talk a lot about that and then a lot of other fun things. So, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. You excited?
1: I'm super excited. And
0: you said this yeah. is number two okay. podcast. Okay. So, Megan, give us a background. So, people that don't know you, kind of how did you get to 2019, Megan?
1: All right. So, I started off in the fitness industry actually as a spin instructor. I started working at the Wellness Center seven years ago, and I actually took my first class at Eclipse. And the, the instructor that I took it from, she's not there anymore. And I took that first class and it was so invigorated. And I just, I was like, I need to teach us. I need to do this. Um, so I actually went and got my spin certification and became certified spin at the wellness and fitness center and have been there and, and I'm actually still there, um, seven years running, and I just kind of wanted to do more other than just, you know, spin. Trust me, I, I love spin. But I just wanted to do more. I wanted to get more into aerobics and more into the hit classes and the boot camp classes. So I actually went to um, SUNY Plattsburgh and I got my bachelor's degree in fitness and wellness. So I'm actually certified mm-hmm. and, and uh, I have my ACSM certified personal training. So I also do my, my personal training is the whole main thing behind limitless training. I started off as a traveling personal trainer um, back in 2018, April, and it just kind of took off from there. There were no traveling personal trainers in Plattsburgh. I was the only one. So I was traveling from Peru to Cumberland Head in the city, a little bit of everywhere. And I just kind of went from there. And I've always been in Group X. That's that's my thing. I love Group X. I love the energy of a class. I like, you know, yelling at people. That's that's my thing. I like the community that Group X holds. And so I just pretty much started off as the trainer and then increased my classes at the Wellness Center. Um, I was doing probably about five classes a week and doing my personal training at the Wellness Center and had a side gig going on at the same time. So I I had to start under someone. And I, I don't... I would never tell a kid out of college, go and start your own business. Absolutely not. Start under someone. Learn the business. Learn the trait. So that's kind of how it all started.
0: So when you say trap, So uh, to go far back, where did you go to school? The local?
1: Yeah, town Oh,
0: Beatmantown. Yep. Okay. So... When you say traveling, are you going to people's houses? Are you going to pe- like, Are you going to community gym centers yeah, or a little both?
1: Yeah, I was going to people's actual houses. I had my all my equipment in the back of my Jeep. I had dumbbells. I had steps. I had kettlebells. I had everything all in the back of my Jeep. And I would travel to people's houses. I went to a couple businesses where people own their own business. And I would just train them after they were done their hours. Um, my first place I ever rented out was the Hot Yoga Studio on Bridge Street. They were charging me super cheap rent, and I would go in there at like five o'clock in the morning and train my morning clients, and then I was out. So,
0: so okay, so you're going around, you're bringing you're bringing your equipment around and stuff like that. And one of the things I've actually I've seen on your obviously Instagram that I just stalk you on Instagram. So is the <laughs> you guys do the uh, the oval? You go, yep. do a lot at the base and kind yeah. of around the gazebo. But I know you're like in the TRX and stuff. So what is because I've done workouts outside, and there's a difference between working out in the gym and then working out outside. It It's semi limited, but it's not limited because you can be, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with kettlebells. And now I see you doing with TRX because obviously all you need is really an attachment. Um, So what has been so tell me about the outdoor workouts, because you obviously have the gym, but then tell me how you've kind of factored in that and how, how has the success of that been? Because like, it looks like you have a pretty good crowd of people that do it.
1: That was, that was really popular. This is my first year that... So I'm actually TRX certified, and I love teaching TRX. It's probably my main thing I do my clients uh, their workouts on. So the TRX classes came from... You know, we live in the North Country. We're inside, what, six, seven months out of the year? I mean, people want to be outside when it comes to summertime. And I just wanted to show people that working out doesn't have to be inside of a gym in those four walls with the treadmill elliptical weights. Get outside and do something. Get some fresh air. It wakes you up. And I decided to do these TRX classes. And I started off with, I personally owned five straps myself. And I started off with, you know, just little classes. And then all of a sudden I got word of mouth. And bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh shit, I ran out of straps. I have to buy more. So I was buying more straps as I went. Mm-hmm. And I gained 10 TRX straps. And I'd had 20 people in the class outside on the Oval. And with the Oval, you know, doing the exercises outside in the Oval, it doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You, you can yeah. go anywhere.
0: Yeah, and, and you you were getting about 20 people?
1: 20 people.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because you had quite a bit. That I, was
1: a lot of people. So, so
0: my, uh, like my fitness background... I played sports. I ended up probably... So I'm about two years older than you. So I graduated high school. I went to college, went to Plattsburgh State, did the whole thing. And then I was like, I want to play... I want to be athletic again because you know I went about a year where I didn't do anything. I didn't do sports. I mean, I was doing intramural soccer, but half the time teams wouldn't even show up. So you know what I mean? So yeah. I really wasn't <laughs> doing a lot of physical stuff. Um, played men's league soccer and things like that. But then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing something. So like every kid probably 20 years ago i started out with like p90x because that was like i didn't <laughs> i really didn't know what to do Like at shay <laughs>
1: yeah
0: exactly well yeah living room basement uh actually my bedroom too it's i just didn't have a good knowledge on working out right and then i kind of did some research and research and i actually do own a trx band um do you ba- really is a band trx band
1: trx suspension strap suspension strap yep <laughs>
0: um i've probably used it and i don't get mad at me i probably have used it maybe five times in my life stop
1: it you're missing out <laughs> like I, I know
0: like and, and i think it's great and i think there's so much you can do with it the problem is i just never used it and i don't know why i just kind of got it and for whatever reason i didn't and, and now i do i've been doing uh or i've been going i'm kind of on and off of crossfit for probably god i don't know since 2011 or 12 and we just don't really use, the. we do a lot of ring stuff, so I still do some suspension, but I still have it in my right. cubby at the gym, and I've never used it. I've actually talked to Meg, like, you can bring it to your class if you want to, like, if you're ever down right. one. like. But um, I think there's a lot of benefit to it, because a lot of it is using your core, it's big just core movement. It's all body weight. Yeah. That's,
1: it's one strap, you either hook it to, uh, like I did on, the, on a tree, mm-hmm. you literally hook it to a tree. You
0: just spin it around and yeah. lock it, yeah. Or
1: you can shut it in a door. So mm-hmm. you can do it at home. I, that's
0: what I have, the door yep. lock. You have the door hook. The hook or yep. you
1: can actually have an anchor on drilled in the wall anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or you can have one from your ceiling. So it's really, you know, really doing it. And it's all body weight. It's yeah. wherever you stand, you're in charge of the intensity.
0: Have, have you seen the, and this is kind of different, but it's probably similar. Have you seen the guys that go to like the, the like park workouts? The, the ones that will jump on like, uh, go to YouTube and t- type like playground, like fitness or something. There's like all these guys that are just ripped out of their mind. All they do is do stuff on like bar, parallel bars, pull-up like bars, parkour. Kind, uh, kind of. They don't jump around and stuff. Oh, okay. It's like working out, but these guys are like their body control. Think of like a gymnast right. when they're on like rings or yeah. on something, and they can just control their body. Or like Cirque du Soleil, those people. They're like they do that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I kind of think like TRX is a very is a very good like intro to that kind of stuff. Just the core, the core strength is incredible oh, because yeah. you're just balancing or doing like, I've seen you guys do movements where you're, you're moving them in the air, but you're suspended. So, you know, suspension training right. and it holds you up. Um, so question I had for you is, so you have the fitness stuff, which is, which is great. And I'm sure we'll go back to it a little bit, but I want to see like, what is your thought process on owning your own business? Cause this is kind of the one thing that I've really, I admire about anybody that's young doing it cause it's not easy. And also, it makes you grow up quite a bit because you it are does. now, it's not just going to class and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Megan's up there, you know, instructing the class. There's, you have the prep work to it, but then you have the logistical aspect, it's which you lot. just talked about, you have the overhead, which you talked about, you have, do you have anybody like it's just you right there's no you don't have any employees or staff
1: I have independent contractors that come in and teach classes for me yeah
0: yeah yeah so then you're also stuff that
1: I can't do myself
0: yeah so now you're managing people mm-hmm. you yeah, So you have budgets and things like that so tell, tell me about your I guess intro and how you know owning your own business at such a young age and what you've learned what you like what you dislike challenges
1: I mean, it's, I I guess that question is kind of like, I'm so blindsided by that question because like I said, I'm just doing what I love and it just comes so naturally. I've been in the fitness industry for seven years. So I kind of see, you know, how the gyms gyms work, I guess we could Mm -hmm. say. And then I also owning my own traveling business, I saw how budgeting worked. And I saw, because trust me, I mean, I learned as I went. I did a little bit mm-hmm. of business work in SUNY Plattsburgh, but that degree that I took, it really wasn't a lot of business. So I pretty much had to teach myself. And it's all about budgeting. And it's all about, like you said, I'm doing all the prep work. It's, yeah, I'm up there teaching a class, but you know how much goes was behind that class? It's a whole thought process that I could take hours and hours on how to plan a class. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now I'm teaching 13, 14 classes a week that's a lot of classes. So there also comes time where, you know, you have to think about yourself and not just other people too cuz you know, you don't want to burn yourself out. So you have to be strategic about what you teach, how you teach, when you teach it. And then you have the business side of it. It's like, okay, well, when it came to owning the studio, I had to break everything down. I'm like, as much as I wanted the most expensive dumbbells out there, you have to you you have mm-hmm. to use your head and you have to get what's right and what people are going to to utilize so
0: yeah especially when you're talking about like brand and then you had to talk about what again because i'm kind of going by like our gym our first thing i remember helping the owner unbox stuff when we first opened and we got i mean some good equipment but the the idea was you could you couldn't splurge on a lot of stuff it was like what's the basics like dumbbells barbells exactly and for you you add on exactly so what you're doing is kind of building off of it but when you talk about you know even traveling around the overhead is pretty much nothing you know because you're going to places which is great but then it's like now i'm opening a studio so now i have overhead in the sense i have a budget i have electricity i have heating depending if you're charged for that but you have all these then i don't know if you have now you guys start you probably had this from the beginning but insurance and then you have you know there's a lot of stuff that people don't think of and then you know that you talked about like the shirts all of a sudden it's like now you got merchandise now you have
1: merchandise is not cheap whatsoever
0: (laughs) no i mean I, i i do a lot with merchandise now but you know i you know i see the The profit, and I or not say profit. I don't make. I I mean literally, my like I don't charge for them, you know. But it's the idea that I can see what I'm putting in. So for me, I got to look at it as a business decision too. Does it make sense to get them, you know? I'm dropping, you know, quite a bit of money, and when I get a box of T-shirts in, they're not, they're not a couple branding. of bucks. They're, yeah, it's
1: not about making money off of it. It's just about branding it's yourself.
0: Exactly, and so for me, I got to look at it as there's really no ROI in giving a shirt to somebody, but it's the lifetime value of me giving the shirt to somebody and the brand recognition. So there's a lot of, but that we'll, we'll talk about that after, because that's what I like about too, which I want to talk to you about yeah, marketing. Yeah, and then
1: there's the advertising and the marketing part, and you know, mm-hmm. I guess you can kind of agree with me a little bit, is you know, being in our late 20s, almost early 30s, that I guess advertising and marketing just comes easy to us because we're so surrounded by it. Like that was super easy to me.
0: Do do you spend... I know you do this when you work because the other thing too is like you got to constantly be teaching yourself and getting up to date on the newest thing. Um, So that's definitely in the fitness industry. You're always learning and self-teaching. But for marketing, do you find that you spend a lot of time on learning how to do marketing? Does it come natural to you? Is it something that... Um, do you have a good mindset of it? Because, I mean, you're pretty close to me age-wise. So we, we, we grew up in like the generation where I didn't have Facebook till college. Right. I I mean, all the stuff that I, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, I mean, those were, I was mid-20s pretty much by the time that stuff rolled out. Um, it's not like the kids now that are like 8, 9, 10 growing up and all of a sudden they have Instagram at 10, 11, 12 years old. So is that easy for you? Did you have to do you have to focus on it? Do you have to did learn? I find
1: it? that part. Social media is is a huge avenue when it comes to advertising. I felt like that was really easy for me to do mm-hmm. because it's there at your fingertips. When it came to the more um websites, that was kinda tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was actually really hard was to make a website.
0: Did you make your own? I did. Okay. Yep. yep.
1: So that was really hard. And then I also found that um Technology in general, when it comes to your payments, I felt like that was really like okay. Well, I can't just Char- charging people's ca- cards. Yeah, it's yep. like, w- yep. how, what do you go with? Do you go with you know the Square app? Do you go? It's mm-hmm. so that was really hard to figure out too.
0: Yeah. Um. So like for me, I, I do a lot of I love marketing. Like when you talk about, um, when you talk about like doing what you love every day, the same thing. Like I've been, I've been here at the office since seven this morning, and I'll probably get whatever time this ends. Like I mean. I've worked all day, like literally just nonstop, but it doesn't feel like work. Like really I could right now work to stay here probably till I fall asleep, sleep, wake up, do the same thing over again. Marketing for me is because I have real estate and I have marketing for me, the marketing part is way more fun. I love real estate. Like I like that, but I find the challenge for me is more in the marketing aspect, which really kind of gets my creativeness going. So I really value someone when I see them doing stuff on social media. Because I see, I mean, you're pretty active on social media. I bet you you post at least once, twice. Once or twice a day. Yeah. Um, Now, what do you say about that? Do you have an approach when it comes to social media? Do Do you have kind of a, I guess, do you have a game plan when you're, posting do you have a game plan or is it just kind of just put stuff out there yes
1: and no i mean do i just put stuff out there no i actually really think about it Mm -hmm. like you kind of i mean when it comes to fitness you kind of have to hype people up you know it's Mm -hmm. like oh this is interesting that's like that's why i post the videos that's why people are like oh what well what is like you said what is trx Mm -hmm. boom there's a video so people like get engaged in your post yeah that's kind of how i think about it
0: well i think the other cool thing too is you deal a lot more with females, right? Like I, I'd That's say, what's males female? in general. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say male female. You're probably 90% I, female. Yeah, I mean, definitely. not by design, but right. just by, you know, just the way it happens That's to just go. Group fitness I mean, e- in general. yeah, even ours at like a CrossFit thing, we're probably still 70% female. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and, just
1: a group fitness thing.
0: Yeah. And so, but if I look at something like that, the one thing is, you know, typically both, both have it, but women typically struggle more with the going to the gym, body image, like, the, the, the nervousness of going to the gym and embarrassing themselves. Well, I find that by posting, you, sh- you open it up, but not everybody is going to perform it just like you or going to look like you when they walk into the door. I mean, by doing it, yes, you will, but it's the idea of getting over that initial hump. So for you, by posting, hey, she's been doing it with me for a couple years prior to opening. She just started last week. She's been in for eight months. People can see, wow, I kind of look like her and she's not really doing it great so that would and and it break not to say that the girl's bad but she's new and allows people to now break down that barrier of i can't do it well now it's it's like oh well i i can do that you know and and i think the good thing about showing like the true real part of what you do is that you do allow people to find some kind of commonality within it and want to come forward and then also showing you know the success of it like you know and i'm sure and again, I mean, my, my marketing mind just like goes when I start thinking about especially the fitness industry. It's the stuff you do of like.
1: There's so many avenues you can go.
0: Yeah. And if you really want to like blow it up. But the, the other thing for you you got to think about too is how do you grow too quick? You know, and maybe it's like, hey, no, I want to coach five, six, seven, eight classes a day. Or you could be like, no, that's burnout. You know, maybe I want to coach because you talk to you work a couple other jobs right now which to me is like the hustle of trying to get this off the ground. I mean, would you want this to end up being a full-time? Oh, absolutely. Or like that's all you do? Right. Or do you think you would hit a a level of burnout through repetition or is it not?
1: I just feel like in fitness in general, I mean, there's a lot of downtime. Like you really got to think about it. No one's going to work out on a Friday, Saturday night. So what am I going to do? Twiddle my thumbs at home or go out and spend my money? So that's why I have other jobs because I just enjoy working. What else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm just a part-time waitress on the weekends because I'm like, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm actually glad that you went on that avenue on, you know, making females feel comfortable because that's the whole point of the studio. That mm-hmm. was the whole point of opening a fitness studio because no one, we don't, what do we have, maybe one in Plattsburgh? We don't have fitness studios in Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. We have gyms. We have CrossFit gyms. We have yoga, yoga studios are taking over Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> um,
1: but that was the whole point about me opening a fitness studio is people couldn't go and take a group exercise class unless it was in a gym, mm-hmm. unless it was in a CrossFit gym where you had 50 other people around you. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to feel comfortable and that was my main goal and that's what I strived upon and it did it exhaust me at one point. Yeah, I did. But that was what my main goal was and I wanted people to feel comfortable in my setting you know how many people, cause I've worked at gyms, I've been there for seven years, you know how many people that, you know, cause you went, we work out, we, we grew up working out. We know how to go into the gym and we know what to do. You know how many people don't know how to go in the gym and just, they're like, they're so lost and they're scared. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted this studio. I wanted people to feel comfortable and it's such, so, it is so secluded in that studio that no one's looking in. You can't see, it's just, it's just you, mm-hmm. it's you in front of that mirror. No one else is looking at you. Mm-hmm. So that was my main goal in this studio.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, and how many people do you think you have roughly per class?
1: I would say average per class is about ten people.
0: Okay. And how many class? You said thirteen a week. So are you doing Saturdays, Sundays too? Or is it mostly Monday through Friday?
1: Mostly Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, I teach. I don't. I teach one class on Friday. I teach one on Saturday, and I give myself Sundays off.
0: Yeah. That's that's
1: my me day. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> that's good. And um, because that's the other thing too. You got to look from a business mm-hmm. b- business standpoint. Because we've done that at, at CrossFit too. It's like well we might get one or two people at this random time. So let's cut that class because it's just, because right. we know they can go to a different class or, or it's just one where it's like, it doesn't even make sense to open the gym for that time. You
1: can't please everyone. <laughs> no.
0: And that and I think if you try to do that, you got to, I mean, yes, you got to keep people in mind membership wise because you do have to make a living. And like, I mean, we went from one, we had six o'clock um, classes for years and about a 6 year, and, six a.m. And a year and a half ago, we switched to five 30 and it, ease probably three to four X the amount of people that went by switching it a half hour early because now people can get done at six thirty, they're home by seven, shower, get the kids ready, whatever they gotta do, and then get to work. So we weren't getting that at six. Six would now push people into like mid you know, seven, seven thirty and or oh yeah, 7.30, so just a little half-hour shift has been great. I mean, I go to 5.30 a.m. just right. because that's the only time I can go, you know, but because once the day gets going, I'm yeah. back going to the gym. So do you do morning classes, evening classes? Like, what's I your mainly, schedule?
1: I mainly do evening classes because I'm I'm the only personal trainer at that mm-hmm. place, and personal training is very popular in the morning. So I'm up training people at 6, 7, 8, and 9. I have one class at 10, and then middays are kind of, you know, hit or miss. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you'll get one or two people, but it's mainly mornings. I would love to teach morning classes, but my clients come first. I me mean, main mainly yeah. evenings. Yes. Mainly yeah.
0: evenings. So the morning you do do personal training. Yes. Though. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is that at the studio for at the most studio, part? At the studio, yep. Okay. So you're there almost the entire uh-huh. day. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't sure if this was more just like evenings. You had a full-time job during the day. but um, So how long did it take for you to transition away? Because originally you must have started with more full-time job and this kind of a side. Yep. And then now you're shifting to main job.
1: It was, so. it was nerve-wracking. I mean, going into something new, you're like... I, I, mean, even opening the studio in general, I was like, you know, Meg, what if, what if this doesn't work out? And trust me, I've had a lot of people who are like, Meg, I don't know if this is a good idea, and I'm like, so what? If it doesn't work, I pick myself up and I dust myself off. But what if it does work?
0: Yeah, no, are you, are you someone? I think we're similar in this. Do you, do you have? Are you very good at visualizing stuff? I am. I find it weird and I have no context, I have nothing to go off of, no studies that show this. I asked Ashley a couple times, a couple podcasts ago, I'm so visual, like it's weird in a sense that I don't, it just has come natural to me, but I can visualize stuff like almost scary, like it's very scary. And it's not, it's when I say visualize, it's not like I see exactly what's going to happen. I see like the, the macro like the big picture that's going to happen all the little details i just i have such a self-belief that it's just going to work its way out but for me i can see like the bigger picture i'm like i'm going to get to that level at some point you might it's like almost like it's so far off that i kind of can't see it but i kind of can and then a lot of it's just blind faith and just betting on myself that i'm going to be able to do what needs to be done to get to that level are you like that oh absolutely so like you can like you're looking at i'm assuming at some point you're like i like fitness my first thing is going to get this certification, then the next. Now I'm going to open my own studio. And I'm sure like opening your own studio is not your end game. I'm sure you see oh, uh, yeah. steps down the road. Um, and then kind of what you just said is going on your own. There's a huge leap of faith because you don't, there's nobody to rely on. Like it's just you. And at the end of the day, this is what I always look at is like the accountability levels through the roof. Because even in my business, I can't, I, I very rarely point fingers at people because there's no matter what happens, you know, at the end of the day it can come back to me however you I I can look at it I mean I can make a decision I can do more I can do less Um, I can I can if I don't like a client because they're stressing me out I can fire the client like I have a choice (laughs) like you know what I mean you really have a choice and but it's the idea that you know if you have a self-belief in yourself like there's times I you know I probably should be more vocal about this but like nine this is my ninth year like there was times where I wasn't sure if I was gonna make my payments the next month and like my thing was like, I'm just not going to do anything else. Like this is what I want to do. I like it. And I'm just going to grind it out till I can make a living at it. And now I'm supporting a family of four, like with what I do, but there's a huge amount of self-belief. So for you, like what has been the biggest, does it come natural? Is that a challenge to you? Is it, I mean, I'm sure you have days where you're just like, Meg, what am I doing? And then there's, but oh, then absolutely. there's something, and yeah, there's something like deep inside, heart, head, whatever, that's overcoming all that. And it's just like, keep plugging, keep going right. forward. Like, what is your, what is, what has been your biggest struggle right now up to this point? Cause you've been open how long?
1: I've, the studio has been open for six months.
0: Oh, wow, that's it? That's it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it. six months, what's your six biggest struggle months. so far?
1: My biggest. I don't even, maybe if I had to pick one, I don't know. I'm, I'm living my dreams. So I'm happy. Like I'm so happy. Like you see this stupid smile on my face. Yeah, like, you I'm haven't really, stopped smiling since you got it. Like here. I'm really happy that I'm doing this. Um, but I guess my biggest struggle is I, what I fear I guess the most is, and this comes, anyone in the fitness industry can can back me up on this, is burning out. Mm-hmm. I don't want my body to give up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a lot. I'm teaching a lot. So when you're constantly working out three, four times a day, Cause
0: you're showing movements when you're doing it like, are you like actually doing the class with them? Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. (laughs)
1: So
0: it's not like you're just sitting there instructing people what to do. You're you're partaking in every class.
1: Yes. There's, I mean, there's like maybe, maybe TRX is the one class that I can't really, I have to show them the moves, but I can't really work out with them because you have to watch everyone. So you're more of a personal trainer in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, every single class I'm doing it with them and I don't know. I, I guess that's, that's my fear. I don't really see, I don't really see like a barrier in this at all. Um, I don't see group X dying at any point. (laughs) I don't.
0: (laughs) No. And the people are pretty positive. Yeah.
1: I mean, and that's the most, I mean, you have to be positive yourself. I mean, trust me. Do you think I wake up smiling every day? No. You think my body feels 100% every day? No. But you just, you have to show people that you're there and they're there to support them and you'll do anything to get them where they need to be. And that's,
0: well, I think that's the hardest part because I, I, um,
1: being positive is hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm, I'm very, I should say I'm very positive. Like I coached soccer too, um, uh, for probably eight years. And I like, I loved coaching soccer, but there was days like I got there and like, whatever, not, not that I really get down or anything, but just could be a day where I'm just kind of run down. You're I'm not feeling good. Mood. Yeah. I'm just in a mood where I'm like my, my I'm not as peppy as I would normally yeah. be. I mean, even like, right now it's like i said i've been here since seven o'clock like i got a little bit of energy but you know it's still one where i'm like man i got five hours of sleep last night like i'm you know kind of tired but it's the idea that every single day i wasn't at like that excitement level and for you someone that's like at the gym people feed off that energy so like and i don't want to say you fake it but there's times where you almost got to give yourself a pep talk okay like (laughs) give yourself like a jolt of caffeine or whatever you got to do to just kind of get that little bit of a spike of adrenaline um But yeah, I mean, that to me is, and I have that when I go to appointments sometimes too, where I'm just like, man, I just, I'm just not feeling it today. Like I just kind of want to get, I'm going through the motions, unfortunately, but everybody has those days and it's kind of one that can't be, I again, don't beat yourself up over it. Just take it as kind of a,
1: I don't really get that way in classes because you feed off of everyone's energy when you have, you know, seven, eight people behind you. It's it's hard to be down mm -hmm, when it comes to personal training clients. Yeah. There are some days I wake up and I'm like, Oh. Mm-hmm. all right where's the motivation where where's the energy where's the positivity I, it's i sometimes i have to push myself a little bit harder each day
0: and and what's what's your big because i'm telling this kind of like new agents as i come in and things things will totally change but like what's your big why as to why you do it i mean it obviously people work out for certain reasons i work out it does give me like a sense of blowing off steam and but it, to me it's just the idea of i feel much better and, and also, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah the for me, the it's just, body feels good when I it's just done. feel better mentally. I feel better. I eat better. I sleep better when I go to the gym. So I basically do it for self-health, um, because of, you know, I got two young kids and it's just one where, you know, I kind of joke like dad bod, you kind of always fight it, but it's just the <laughs> one where you don't want to get in a rut and you still want to be, you know, you want to be able to do stuff and not just become right. lethargic. So what's your big why? I mean, obviously, You can say for working out, but running, like, why do you do what you do?
1: Oh, I don't do it for working out. I don't do it for myself. I do it for, I do it for those people that come to my class. I do it for my clients. I do it because I love to see the smile on their face. You know, the feeling of accomplishment. I just got done teaching a class actually right now. And I had this, um, this guy come in and brand new to the class. And he's like, he got done. He looked at me. He's like, I feel great. He's like, I feel great. And I'm like, that's why I do this. That's exactly why I do this.
0: And uh, I was, was going to say I, I, that's what I figured because I, like I said, you, you have not stopped smiling for 28 minutes now. Yeah, it, I still got that adrenaline going from good, my class. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The, uh, but yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, if you're if you're running a business, especially one that you are your own boss, you set your own schedule, you're responsible for success and failure. That there's got to be a bigger why as to why you do it because we just talked about like there's days, you know, why do I wake up every morning, you know, before five o'clock, like ready to go for the day? It's because I got like a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to in the day and I don't dread like uh, going to work. And I find it funny sometimes I'll go to the gym and the people in the morning are like, all right, have a good day at work. And someone's like, yeah, you know, something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually like excited to leave here to right. go to work. Like I actually find that like going to the gym to me, it's like it's fun because I see my buddies. But I look forward to more stuff I do throughout the day for my work and marketing and stuff like that, which gets me more excited than going to the gym. Yeah. and squatting or doing something like that don't but you
1: feel like you have now that you have kids and, and you know you have a wife you have people that rely on you so does is that kind of motivation right there?
0: yeah so i don't know if you're planning on ever having kids but there's one thing that i'll tell anybody that if you don't have kids yet you will experience is that you go The mother obviously experiences a ton because, you know, there's a lot of body changes and there's, you know, hormones and stuff. But I find as soon as you know you have a kid and you kind of get this when they're, you know, the wife's pregnant. But it's the idea of as soon as you like see your child, hold your child and then realize like this little thing is 100 percent reliable on me and my wife. And I mean, yes, you have family and stuff that will help out. But at the end of the day, we're with them majority of the time. And you kind of look at these kids, like, then you think back at yourself, and I this I had this, it allows me to have a better appreciation for my parents, but it's the idea that when I was a kid, there was no worries, like, and I look at it as my parents weren't just, like, just balling you know what I mean? But it was the idea that, in my eyes, my parents had everything under control. Now, come to find out, I know they didn't. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, they don't have to tell me that, but I just know, I mean...
1: Well, now you know they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, my my... I had my son the same time my parents had me. So we were basically apples to apples in age. So I could see where my parents were at the same time frame. And to be honest, I know I had more opportunity at that point in time in my life than they both did. So I know wherever I was, they were not as you know privileged, I guess, to get to where I was because I've been kind of a building block off their success. So for me, I look at that, I'm like, holy crap. Like now you have a better appreciation. But what happens is as soon as you have a kid, you're – freaking dad I don't know whatever your internal dad instinct comes out and it's not like it's just the idea of like I'm just now gonna be better and it's not from a standpoint of I think I just naturally just it made me work harder made me because you have no choice yeah that
1: what's the the alternative well
0: that and it gave me a better perspective on stuff meaning um you know I'm not going out at night I'm not wasting time during the day because I'm like I got to get home because I you know help put the kids to bed and Or hey Saturday like hey can you come to this function Saturday night like no I want to honestly not leave the house all day and I want to play with my kids and watch TV and do nothing but hang out with them and as soon as both my kids were born my literally like my sales and my success here has been like this and I think a lot of it attributes to them just because that came out of me and also you can sleep a lot less. I don't know what it is, but like I naturally went from like I'm like an eight call eight hour sleep guaranteed to now I'm I'm like five and a half to six and a half, like average. And I'm like and I function with it. Okay. I get like kind of tired, but then I'm like I'm, I'm good to go. So it's a weird thing, but um, I find that if you have the an external motivator that helps. I have other motivators about what I want to do with the business and affecting the area and stuff, but you got to have that real big why yeah. something you're working towards and i think fitness is a good analogy because you're never there's never a plateau in fitness i mean there there's like the plateau of fitness kind of thing but you can always get better
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: you know what i mean like if somebody's at this level that's take a human if they've ever hit this level it's possible, you know what I mean. At least that possible. Especially so when
1: it comes to being an instructor, I mean, I wish I had a video in my first class that I ever did. Yeah. I mean, that was embarrassing. But now I look at myself and I look at who I surround myself with, and I ha- and I have these instructors who have been in the industry for almost 30 years, and I learn from them, and they learn from me, and it's just you know, it's it's a community over at, at my studio, and no one is I I will not sit here and I'm be like I'm the best instructor here. I, and I will never say that because I don't believe that. I believe that we all bring something to the table. And and that goes for every single instructor here in Plattsburgh. We all bring something to the table. We all have different personalities.
0: So the one thing I really like what you said is when you first got in the business, you said don't open your own business blindly. Just don't do exactly. it. Find a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I'm so big on that. Yeah. And what you just said is at a certain point, because I'm kind of starting to find this with myself, is that at a certain point, you just put everything you have into what you're doing and you get better and you get better and you get better. And not to put anybody down, but at a certain point, you will, if you, this is your mindset and your growth, is you will pass those instructors. And you can still learn from them, but at a certain point, you're going to be like, I really, ha- there's not much more I can really squeeze out of that lemon. So then it's like, what's the next thing? And you're always trying to find that next person that can kind of show you the next. And whether it be someone that maybe owns a larger gym space or someone that has a really good I don't know technique or coaching style or training style that you you admire, there has to be an evolution in your mentorship too. So you're gonna find people like your original mentor could be I, I take it in business. It could be like the top person is or the person that's been there the longest is now my mentor. And then eventually you find out that I'm just as good or if not better. So now I gotta go, okay, now I gotta find the top salesperson or the best trainer. now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm just as good as better. Now I'm going to start looking elsewhere. And it might not be, it could be remotely. Mm-hmm. Like there's guys I talk to within real estate that I Skype with once a month. They're not, they're not around here. They're better than me. And they're better than pretty much anybody I'm going to find in the area. Well, not nothing are against them, niche. but they're, yeah, yeah, but they're, I mean, they're, they're someone I aspire to be. So like, to me, it's like, I'm lucky enough to be even, you know, allowed to talk to them, you mm-hmm. know, take time out of their day to help me out so i value that but then i try to put that in place so for you how i mean have you found that you've done that or are you slowly transitioning into that cuz you are fairly new within the business um, do you you foresee yourself doing that is it like a kind of something you can envision
1: yes and no i mean i i found that i am i am a really good instructor i'm really good at what i do but i also like learning from everyone because that's, that's a cool thing about fitness is, you know, there's so much out there. There's Mm -hmm. so many different techniques and different ways you can rearrange things. So I, I find that it is, do I find that there are instructors who are like, "Mm, you know, you probably should find a different, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, I do find that, you know, we, we all learn from each other and we, I don't think that, Either of us are better than one another. I just think that when it comes to instructing in the fitness industry, it's all about personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you could have the best workout out there, but if you have a shitty personality, people are not going to go to your class.
0: Yeah, I, well, I find fitness industry like you can have the you can have the best like programming plan, training yeah. plan, whatever template, but at the end of the day, you have two things that will trump anything written on paper. It's one is how hard you work, like. You you could, I'm sure you could put majority of the stuff out there and you're probably whatever you throw up there is probably going to be 90 to 95% adequate, meaning you could tweak some stuff and like be a perfectionist. But I think it really comes down to the effort you put in per the workout. And then also, like I said, the energy that you bring, I'm sure you could look at a very basic workout or very, you know, advanced workout and people probably wouldn't really know the difference as long as you are bringing the same amount of energy to both classes so that's, that's how you execute it yeah that's pretty cool um okay let me see there's a few things i want to go over mentor um what's your normal day look like because i'm curious because i always i am very big on like i have a very structured day in the sense that i focus on certain things throughout the day so what time do you wake up what's your day look like time you go to bed everything in between. Cause I kind of like, cause you run your own business, so it's kind of different than it's what kind most of people all over would say. The place. <laughs> yeah, which is no, usually the um, no, first thing that's yeah. Yes.
1: It's, I mean, every day is different, and I guess that's that could be frustrating for people who like structure. And I, I'm one of those people that I like structure. But when you own your own business, there's no structure whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I
0: use structure loosely. Yes, but yes, yeah. There
1: is every day is different. So I mean, some days I have clients at 7 a.m., 6 a.m., and some days I don't have clients until 8 a.m. So I usually try to work out, and I get, I get my workout done in the morning. So my workout is is, is very light because, you know, when you're teaching four classes a day, I mean, you can't over... I can't tell you the last time I've been in the gym to lift. I just don't do that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. So I usually get on my treadmill. I'll run, you know, two, three miles. And then, you know, I'm ready for the day. And then I'll have my clients in the morning. I'll get like a maybe one, two-hour break in the midday. And then I go back at night and I have all my classes. And then next thing you know, I'm in bed by nine (laughs) o'clock.
0: So do you find... My my thing is going to bed early, like I plan my day 10 o'clock the night before because that's when I have to be, like I force myself to be in bed, typically lights out between 10, 10, 10, something like that. Do you find that, is that something you search, I say strategically, but you like force yourself to do is I'm in bed I try by 9, 9.30? Nine I
1: try my hardest to be in bed by 9, mm-hmm. no later than 10 o'clock. Like that is, that's, that's what I have to do because I know how I'm going to feel the next day.
0: Now, also with that, now... Obviously, sleep. How how much sleep do you get roughly? I
1: have to get eight hours. Of sleep. Are you an eight have hour? Have Okay, to. that's fine.
0: <laughs> so I I uh, again I kind of use this like I was an eight hour person mm-hmm. and then now I have kids yeah. like me. I'm ten. I would say I'm about ten to four forty five in the morning, and that's like ten ten. Like I'm anywhere from about six to six and a half hours is kind of my average. Um, one thing that you should download. Have you heard of Sleep Cycle?
1: No, never okay.
0: heard of. Okay, so. I'm going to say this probably like 18 podcasts in a row because I've been doing it for over a month now. (laughs) It's a free app. And if you go on the app, you click on, it's going to make you try to buy seven. There's a seven day trial, like way up in the top screen. You can barely see it. I'm colorblind. So like, it's hard for me to see it. It says skip, but it's very small on the top, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) some ways where your eyes wouldn't normally go to. So go up, hit skip. But what it allows you to do, it tracks your sleep pattern. Um, Now people ask, well, do you wear a watch? Do you wear this? Like, no, I don't. It works by noise. It works by by by, by vibration. You put it on your bedside table. You plug plug your phone in. Keep it up. Leave it on. Whatever. My buddy does sleep studies. He said it's about seventy percent accurate. To like, I was like, gonna
1: ask you how accurate is that? Yeah.
0: So he said it's about seventy percent accurate to um, their like professional high tech equipment. I don't really care about that, even though it seems pretty accurate. The one thing that I do like though is if I put down, and this has worked for this is now five weeks I've used it every night and I've never, I have not found it has not worked is that if I put down that I want to wake up at 445 or 450, so you put the latest you want to work, uh, wake up, it is going to wake you up within the half hour window prior to that when you're at your latest sleep. So if I put down 445, I've been woken up at 420 before, but if I'm at my latest sleep and it wakes me up, I feel great. I literally wake up and I'm like, I grab the phone, I shut off the alarm, which is like a very soft alarm. And I'm kind of like, I'm good to go. Where if I was to sleep till 4:45 and then that you get up uh, yep. and yeah, and I'm in a deep sleep, yep. you wake up feeling groggy. That's when people hit snooze and some people just say, I'm not going to the gym. So that's something that you should look at that because if you're like eight hours of sleep, you might get seven hours and 35 minutes right. of sleep but it's going to wake you up on a better sleep cycle. So all of a sudden based on like motion, so all of a sudden if you're in a deep sleep, you're not moving. So all of a sudden it starts picking up that you're moving and it's kind of stirring and you might still be asleep, but if the alarm goes off, all of a sudden it's like almost like gently nudging you and you're like, "Hey, what's up?" and you're up. Like so try it's it's a free app. It's called Sleep Cycle. Cool. It's an orange app yep. and it's got a little white alarm clock on it. It's totally that's it's, pretty cool. it's free. Top skip or top thing hit skip. But um definitely do it. And it'll like judge your sleep quality, right. which I think that's that's probably the seventy percent accurate part, but the waking up part I have not had a problem with. It is like clockwork; it's perfect. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. So for someone that sleeps, and obviously, like you, basically have, Cause your, I have
1: to. <laughs> yeah, you have your sleep,
0: you have your eating, and you're working yep. out. Um, do you find, from a nutrition standpoint, are you pretty spot Awful. on with that? Awful. You're off. Are you really? <laughs> not not so. Because some much. people are. Some people are just like I'm. Not just so, so busy. So much,
1: um, you know eating unhealthy i mean trust me i'm i'm a human being uh you know i'm not super mm-hmm. strict when it comes to nutrition because why, why do i need to mm-hmm. i don't i don't need six-pack abs i'm not going on a stage to walk around in a bikini mm-hmm. like i'm literally just up there instructed um but when it comes to eating i don't find that i eat enough because i don't have enough time in the day and i am not a type of person that can prep i hate prepping meals. don't even ask me to cook so,
0: so, um,
1: I'm a microwave kind of girl. <laughs>
0: no, that's fine. Cause I'm, I'm kind of the same as I got into a rut five. This is my fifth week going to the gym four to five days a week using the sleep cycle. And for me, if I don't, I, I don't do this like full time, but when I find that I'm in a rut, I do go back to tracking like my macronutrients and weighing and measuring and stuff like that. And some people are like, Oh, this neurotic. I don't find it takes that much longer. Because you start to kind of gauge stuff pretty quick. And once you get the hang of it, it's kind of simple. I find it's it's fairly simple. But I was the same thing. I went nine weeks, no gym, sleeping poorly, was not tracking anything. And I would go, it would be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I wouldn't have ate. And it wasn't like I was intermittent fasting. Right. I just physically didn't have time to get food. Exactly. So for me, I put in my, like I've changed up. My sleeping, I've changed up mobility. I've been stretching. I brought a yoga mat here. I stretch every morning. It's wonderful, um, it? Yeah, it, to <laughs> me, it's... I just got into
1: yoga at the beginning of the year and it's just it, completely changed my workout. Yeah,
0: and it's like anywhere from... I can pick how long I want to do it for, but I would say 15 to 20 minutes every day and I have felt the best I've felt in the last yeah. five weeks. And A lot of it, is I sleep better, I move better, I don't feel like stiff. In um, my food, I bought a scale for here. The other thing too is I bought a bunch of food that I just store here. So I bought like... Like kind of like the pre-chick cooking, uh, cooking, cooking. (laughs) pre-chick, pre-cooked chicken. I have all the like the frozen veggie bags. I have apples. I have you know fairly good bars with macronutrient ratios and stuff. And try and clean. I'm not just getting like a you know these crappy like protein bars that are just junk food. Twenty
1: four grams of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So I basically look at like I force myself to basically have a cooler of food. Like I have deli meat. I have carrots. I have like all these good things that I can eat. But that forces me to track my food. So for me. The hardest, that was so hard, but then I was like, you know what? I was making excuses so that I'm like, you know, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start, I'm going to like really force myself to make it a priority. And I felt way better.
1: And it comes a habit after that. And it becomes a habit. Now it's kind
0: of a habit where I'm just like, I I know. It's
1: it's time to eat, you know?
0: Well, I say that I'm bad at that because I just like, even today, ideally I would have liked to eat at noon. I didn't eat like at 3.30, you know, but it was just appointments. And I'm the same way. Things are chaotic throughout the day and there's times I go home and it's like I gotta have a huge amount of food at night um but there's certain things I can't get around like I'm not so structured like my like you said my day to day like I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow I literally have to like check my phone at yep. night and be like okay <laughs> so I have an appointment at 9 I have this at 1 I got okay I got to do that so owning your own business or say owning um like an entrepreneur um making your own schedule there is I try to structure stuff, but it's all over the place. So, but for you from like a food perspective, like uh, nutrition, there's a point, like I said, that you work out so much that the fact of you just like not eating enough, like I, I guarantee you, you don't. Oh, no, not at close. all. Not at Especially for your activity level. If, just,
1: if I could, I'd get one of those, you know, those, uh, those companies that make your own food and they deliver it to your I, door. I've thought about like getting freezers. those. Yeah. I want to, but you know, they're you know, a little pricey, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's still so do that.
0: That's something I actually justify or tried to justify doing is it at least for lunch and dinners. Yeah. And I figured for breakfast, I could have just a couple things here the and then a couple snacks. Yeah. yeah. But it was like the lunch and dinner where it's like, man, just throughout the day, it'd be nice to pop something in the microwave yep. for a few minutes and have for me like everything's all because they track them all out yeah. for you and there's a few of them but it, I, it's always like around 10 to 13 dollars a meal and it's yeah. like do I and then I got to justify because I always look at it like yeah I kind of look at the grand scheme like if I do it every year for a year it's going to cost me 10,000 exactly. or whatever and then it's like well <laughs> how much do I spend right now on other stuff like how much do I spend because I didn't eat so then I stop at a drive through or I say drive through like I go to Dunkin Donuts and get like a egg sandwich or something but like or how many times do I run the Chipotle or how much then you gotta for me also it's a time Chipotle factor has
1: its own bill <laughs> well you have to have a Chipotle bill <laughs> yeah, yeah I go way too much
0: but that's all right I, I love it um they'll be sponsored I, by them I know I could eat Chipotle every day of my life and I truly mean that so but The idea is like, I also look from a time perspective. Like, for me to go to Chipotle to get food and come back or go and leave versus the extra 25 minutes I spare throughout the day of just to travel. Right. So then I'm like, does it make sense to spend that money? I've had this conversation multiple times in my head. I haven't done it yet, but it's always in the back of my head. Should I do it? Because I'm like, I probably could. It would change stuff up. And is it justifiable? But maybe not this year, maybe next year.
1: I could totally, you know, cook that food and and portion it, but it's just like, I really want to do that one day off. So it's not
0: even, it's not even the money aspects it's, it's my the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, well, that's why like, like we have a house cleaner. Like I don't want to clean like on the weekends, which is the only time I'd be able to clean. Like I want to hang out with my family. Like, so I'm willing to pay money for it because at the end of the day, like my big, the two things you have that matter the most are time and health. Like you, I mean, obviously, yes, money's a factor, but man, if you, if you lose your health or you lose time. To me, those are more important. It's so, more
1: expensive when you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there goes money.
0: Exactly. So to me, it's like trying, like, I'm such a big advocate of not wasting time and being efficient and just trying to maximize the day just because I have so much going on that the people that say, like the people that say they're, and again, I, you're going to, want to hear your perspective on this. The people that say they're busy and then you really kind of like audit what they do during the day and like, you're not busy. Like you waste so much time doing this or doing that where you know, I find, like, just running around, like, having time just to eat, like, having time just to go to the bathroom, like, holy crap, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got a minute and a half, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Like, uh, I can't do it, I gotta start the next class. Like, yeah. I'm sure you have that. Someone talks to you at the end of the class, and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, all right, guys, next, let's go. So, I I don't know, it's just kind of a weird.
1: I feel like I have, I have trouble just, like, doing, like, simple things. Like, people are like, what do you mean simple? I'm like, I have trouble going to the bank. Like, I just can't find time to go to the bank. I'm the same. Like, i oh, oh my god, I'm a waitress, yeah, so t- I have, t- like, wads of, I shouldn't say this, but I have, like, wads of cash everywhere, and it's like, yeah. I have to go to the bank, but I don't have time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so, so tell people, I mean, I'm, I, yes, tell, tell your struggles with just, like, what else do you think day-to-day, because I can probably come Getting the gas,
1: mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> okay, we're, we're like, the
0: exact same people.
1: <laughs> Getting gas, like, today, I, like, I thought I was going to run out of gas in my car, because I just, it's not like I don't have money, I just don't have time to go get gas, Stuff like that. So
0: my wife deposits 95% of anything that comes into our house because I literally will bring the check home, sign it, leave it on the counter yeah. at like late at night, and that's it. Because the banking hours, they don't fit my schedule. Like I, my schedule, I have to put in my schedule to go to the bank. Like legitimately, I make that an appointment. Even though
1: it takes two seconds, it's still just like –
0: well, well you gotta fill the but,
1: paper out.
0: Well but that's the thing. Well, I mean just that, but I look at the the total time. So like me to pack up, to drive, to do it, to drive yep. back, or I'm like, okay, I might be able to stop in between these two appointments and all of a sudden like one runs late. I'm like, oh bounce it to tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. Gas, that's a good one. Food is one for me, just like to even like go to Chipotle or to go to some place and get food. It's like just the time it takes. I yes, I've had like jordan that works here and like i've had her pick stuff up for me i'm like hey can you just get this right or i've like venmo her money and just said hey grab you grab food too just grab me food and bring it back because i just don't want to leave because i'm like in the middle of stuff and wow that's funny you said that yeah bank
1: especially when it's cold out too and you have like no no time and it's like negative 10 you're like uh nope that's not happening Well, my (laughs) other big thing
0: is like just for like the car like snow on the car yep like, cause then it's like an extra 10 and I'm like one where I leave time to get the appointments, but I don't leave much time cause I'm like so packed throughout the day. Like I'm not the one that's going to show up 10 minutes early. I'm yeah. going to show up like a minute early because, and usually it's like the car, if, if the, if I wake up in the morning and the car has frost on it, there's a chance that I could be, my whole day could be like behind by five minutes right? because of that.
1: Cause you have to wait for the car to warm up and and, and it is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, and oh, oh man. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny. You said that. The a post office too, post office is a nightmare for me to go to you, even like writing out something to put a stamp on to go put out in the mailbox. Right. I don't even go out to put it in the mailbox. I just put it in a pile. And like when I go to my car at night or something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's by the way, <laughs> stuff just sat on my car seat because I'm like, I haven't taken the 10 seconds to go to the mailbox. So I'm rushing to get to the next appointment. I don't know. It's weird. Things it's,
1: that, you know, people are like, oh, that that's really not. A b-. It's like, no, it is a big deal. Like, it is <laughs> like errands are like a big deal.
0: Yeah. Like from, oh my God. Yeah.
1: I've been trying to go to charter for, for three weeks now. And I'm just like, I just don't, I just can't do it. Cause you gotta stay in line there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Well, it's like when people talk about like DoorDash for at least from food, but then like the online banking's great, but there's a limit on how much you can actually put in in a month. Like when you take a picture of a check and and send it. what happens
1: if you have cash on you? You can't. Yeah. How do you deposit that? I never have,
0: I literally never have cash. I'm like a card guy. I don't know what
1: I'm gonna do if I'm not a waitress anymore. Well, that's a,
0: that's <laughs> the thing. Like, so my wife does massage, so like she gets a like she gets cash. She'll get cash yeah. So like she is literally my ATM. Like I'll just go to her house and like, hey, do you have any money yeah. lying around? She goes, yeah, I did a couple of appointments today, so I'll just that would be my cash for like a couple of days, or if I have to go to something. So you
1: like random wads just everywhere in the house. <laughs> like I very rarely
0: use a debit card because I never go to the ATM right. unless I have to. And it's uh, yeah, it's just funny when you think about that. So for you also day to day between your say appointments, but between your trainings, like what else do you do behind the scenes that people don't see?
1: Uh, programming of the class. Mm-hmm. That, takes, that takes a while when you have four Do you classes.
0: program daily or do you program like at a week?
1: No, I can't do a week. Okay. That's just the way my mind works mm-hmm. is, you know, say I, say I program I already did <clears throat> tomorrow's class. And then I'm like, I'll go through my day. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. I kind of want to do something different. I'm going to change that. So I, I like to, it's really weird, but I mm-hmm. really like to do it like an hour before the class starts because though it's fresh, mm-hmm. like this is what I want to do. I, I can't change my mind. I have an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that takes my, that takes a while. Clients, I usually try to do uh, a week at a time and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll write things down and I'm like, I don't remember what that workout was. Or I don't remember what that exercise was. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what, my, what I even say on the piece of paper. So that takes a while. And then, um, you know, emails. I work with a lot of people who are in ARC mm-hmm. and their insurance will cover something. So I have to send emails to insurance and mm-hmm. through uh, human resources, that kind of stuff. That takes a little bit. And then, you know, social media, you, you have to advertise all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. You have to market yourself. So that takes me a while.
0: What do you, what do you do for marketing for you? Like, like what's your big thing? Is it social media, Instagram? Is it like what platforms
1: um, mainly just Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Facebook is pretty popular, even though I prefer Instagram, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's just, Facebook is just more popular.
0: Um, do you, cause this is what I always tell people and I've, I'm very active. Like I like social media. Like I find that I could pretty much go to, like, I feel very confident going to like any business and saying you can do all this stuff. So like what I've always looked at is diversifying your, even though you're not, you know, you're not a marketing person. You know, I mean in the sense that your your job is training. Yeah. Like my job is real estate. But in order to get people in the door or to build awareness or build brand loyalty, you have to market. One thing that I found that and you can correct me if you're if I'm wrong because I know you're more in the space, is there anybody that really goes out and shows people or teaches people what they know on social media, or is it more like I, I we we kind of talked about a little bit before, but like you – so you tape – I know you tape a lot of the classes. Um, I know there's obviously people that go to the gym and take pictures of them lifting. There's people that take – you know, if they're in the like bodybuilding, posing, things like that. But do you find – have you ever done anything to try to promote your knowledge of the business or knowledge of the industry? Meaning like do you ever go on and say – perfect example for you – is someone could tape this, but you can get a tripod on your phone and just be like, hey guys, Megan here, I'm gonna show you a movement on the TRX band. I'm gonna show you, and stuff that you're gonna show in the class, but what it does, like I do this all the time with real estate, like I'll go on and say, okay, this is the difference between an assessed and an appraised value, comes up all the time. People ask what the heck's the difference, you know? But I explain it to them, and then I just show I'm the knowledge, like I have the knowledge of it, and people will now look at me and say, I like the way the guy explained it, delivered it, his mannerisms, whatever. But now I, I find a trust factor in him. Where you, by putting your... Because you seem very, very personable. You seem like someone that, you know, obviously you love what you do. And you. I, I get that vibe from you. It's not like you come on here and you're like faking it. You actually seem very passionate about it. But it would be you to get, go on, you know, Instagram and do a little quick video and say, Hey, listen, Megan here. I'm going to show you this movement. Or, hey, this is going to be, a you know, a tip that I want to give you guys or tip of the week I want to give you on you know, if you're feeling sluggish on this or that, because you go through all different things or, Hey, I'm speaking to, you know, the older, older woman, maybe hey, if you're older and you're starting to feel sore in this aspect, what I want you to focus on is X, Y, or Z. And it's all stuff, you know, it's all right. stuff that like, you know, I'm throwing very generic stuff, but you go as deep dive into your business as possible. And everything is on the table, meaning every little movement on the table, every feeling that's on the table, every, you know, whatever you experience with sleep, nutrition, Emotions, hydration, anything that you can think of that would add value to somebody that would watch it, learn to do that because what's happening is now you're becoming across as a subject expert. It's going to build brand. It's going to build the trust factor of you, plus everything else you're doing, and then all of a sudden it's hey, this Megan girl sounds really cool. Her classes look pretty cool, you know. And then maybe it's like you get some people that are in your classes that will vouch for you and give like a quick testimonial and all of a sudden it's like you're really promoting the community that you've built and then also promoting hey we helped you know tanya go from this weight to this weight, or tanya maybe came in here and couldn't do this movement now she can where i think there's a big a big opportunity because i don't see anybody in the fitness space and i've talked to a few people about doing this it's you already know you know the information you tell it every day to your clients. Right. Tell it to the world now, because what's going to happen is you're going to build so much more, um, you know. Just, I guess, trust around what you're doing, but then also more validation because people are actually seeing it. And like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I like watching her videos. I like when she comes on and talks about whatever. I mean, I you could even do podcasts. I t- I, t- yeah, I
1: guess yes and no. I mean, I used to do. I used to get. I mean, I get. It's really. I know it, you're not going to believe me, but I'm very. Um, I'm very weird about bringing my personal self into the spotlight. And it took me a while to really advertise and really market myself as mm-hmm. a trainer mm-hmm. that took a lot for me. Cause I, I'm very private. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to actually videotape my workouts um, they were more functional. I was, I, I never went in the fitness or in the um, training room and, and I never like lifted dumbbells or did cable. I never did that, but I used to videotape my actual workouts. Mm-hmm. So they're more personable, but I don't do that anymore. Cause I just don't have time to do that stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, the I way, mean,
1: goodbye to my personal workouts. Cause I just, I don't get them anymore.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't even like to me, the way I look at it is, and I, and I like I prioritize marketing. Like I, I it's not something that I just do if I have time. It's like it's in my schedule every day to post stuff. Like before we leave, like we're gonna like we'll get a post, we'll get a picture. Cause what it does is for me, being consistent and being mm-hmm. you know, consistently every single day makes a difference. People can post something here, post something there, but all of a sudden if it's once or twice here and there, it doesn't have the same effect yeah. as if you see it. It's top of Absolutely. mind awareness. So for you like, I don't go post my workouts. Like, when I go work out, like, I just work out and I leave. But for me, when I'm doing real estate, you know, I'm not doing – like, I got to focus on, okay, I got to sit down. I got to do this video about whatever. And I put it down as, like, a to-do that day. And for you, it might be, okay, I have some time between class or I have some time between my my afternoons where I'm going to focus on 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, doing these videos and do them all in one shot. And then the, the easiest thing to do, which – you know you can learn youtube and google are phenomenal training tools is learn how to just do quick editing on video and what's going to happen you know you can you can learn how to get your logo like learn how to get your logo on your on the videos and and all this stuff and all of a sudden it is hey you know coach's corner or tips with meg or whatever you know you want to do or trx you know tip of the week and you end up talking about that and then you end up bringing in just your knowledge or. I mean, I do a podcast, but you can sit there and take your phone, do a podcast off your phone and you'll be like, well, who's going to listen to it? Like people will listen to it. And then you start talking about, Hey, here's my thoughts on the fitness industry this week, or here's my thoughts on this. And then 10 minutes, talk about your thoughts and then promote it. And a lot of this has to do, you have to put the effort in and stay consistent. But I think there's such a, you're pretty active on social media, but it's one where I think if you started pushing yourself more, not from like, Hey, I'm the greatest, but same thing I do like I don't go on social media and say I'm the greatest thing ever like you have to use me I go on and say how can I bring the most value to the people that I'm talking to and that could be a mindset thing that could be you know for me talking about this is the steps you need to take into buying a home this is me you know breaking down into layman's terms different steps of the process you can do the same thing like why do, why do we do you know why do we do this movement okay what targets these muscle groups and why are we working our core why is a core beneficial? Why is it beneficial to work the obliques and the in the, the erectors? You know what I mean? Not just the, you know, the mirror muscles, but right. why do we have to <laughs> work, work the posterior muscles? You know, why are those important? This is all stuff you know, yeah. but a lot of people don't. So right. I think if you go through, all of a sudden be like, this girl just, I don't even know if she's right, but she sounds like she knows what she's doing. Right. <laughs> but it builds up that. So I just think there's a lot of things that you, you know, can add to it that would just oh, yeah, take absolutely. your business. And But again, it's like, it is time. You got to really prioritize it. So that's like... That's why I was kind of asking what you do between, um, you know, this is what I talk about, like having structure, but not like having structure in an unstructured world is you still have to have, like you, you, like you said, you still got to wake up. You still got to make time for programming, like programming. Nobody's forcing you to do it. It's needed, but you, I mean, you could just jump up there and start, you know, but you, there's, you stop behind it. Yeah. You're not winging it. Yeah. Um, and
1: people, people notice, I mean, I guess when I'm an instructor, I, I notice it because even more than other people, but people notice it when you're just kind of up there winging it, you know, kind of have to, what, what's have your, flow.
0: I mean, what, what, so a couple of questions kind of for your thought process. What, what is your one year goal? Cause your one year goal would be roughly what? May, June would be May. one year. You said May that would be my one. year. So yeah. what, did you have a goal you want to accomplish by May? Are you like a goal setter?
1: I am. Yes and no. Um, my goal was to, I I mean, at this point, my goal has probably changed 20 times, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but right now my goal is to expand. Um, and, and space s-
0: or class space. Okay, cool.
1: Um, there is opportunity next door for me to expand and, um, I would want, I, I want to share. I, I mean, I'm huge. I'm, I'm big on sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, like I said, I don't want to be the best. I just, I want everyone in this community to be healthy. That is my main goal. I'm not looking here to make all this money and be this huge, you know, Mm-hmm. Rich personal trainer. That's so that's not that's not why I'm in this industry. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to get independent contractors over at my studio, uh, pay me rent, and then run their business out of my business. So we're we're all one big community.
0: So you're long. So if I go a step further, so we take that's like a one year, mm-hmm. um, and like one year might be to have one or two people come yeah. on kind of deal. So then if you kind of break that down, like do you have like a five year vision? Have you thought about how, how far down the line that you would, because it's kind of, it's nice to have like the one year, like a, I'd say probably like a five year, like a 10 year and then even like a 20 plus year. That's just like, wow, that's incredible. But I always find that, and a buddy told me this was people under, overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate, underestimate what they can do in 10 years, which is totally true. So do you have any kind of goal, say like a, just a five-year goal? I mean, is it something that you've ever envisioned that I want to be, maybe it's a new space, maybe it's...
1: Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it would be a new space. It would be a bigger space. Um, but a lot of people ask me, they're like, well, are you ever going to own a gym? That I never. I never want to own a gym. That is not my vision in fitness. And like I said earlier, I opened this studio because I want to show people you don't need gyms. You don't need to pay $60, you know, hundred dollars a month to go and work out on a machine. You don't, all you need is your body. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that would be my goal is to get a bigger space for more classes or people can just go and just show up for a class. There could be three classes going on at the same time, two classes, five classes. I just want to be one big melting pot of group exercise classes.
0: How big is your space right now? Like the room that you do it in? Just within.
1: the room is, is 1100.
0: Okay, and is that the whole space, like your one big room? or do you That's, have, that's the like, workout
1: room, and then mm-hmm. I have like a reception area, and then of course I have a bathroom in there, and I have storage in there. So.
0: Oh, so you really have like your own wing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just thought this yeah. – I was saying you said it was the Can-Am?
1: It's a, it, yep, it's uh, Nancy Langlois' old dance studio. Okay. So it was already set up as a studio. Okay, cool. So you walk in, it has its own reception area, its own little changing area. It's got a storage for if I ever need storage Yeah. Anything.
0: Like I was always envisioning, like you walk into like the Can-Am, and it was just like a side room right off of the like the lobby of the Canam. Yeah, it's,
1: it has its own entrance. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay,
0: um, no, that, that's neat. So then, like I said, from a standpoint of getting a bigger a bigger space, from I mean, have you thought about? I guess the difference, like I said, a studio is more of like how is a studio different from a gym in your in your eyes? Like what, what would be the difference between the two?
1: A studio would be more. I guess it's. I don't really want to use the word intimate, but it's. It's more private. Okay. Where than a gym is. It's more. There's just more people. It's more open. Uh, when I vision a gym, I vision machines. I envision treadmills and ellipticals and bikes and I envision all that, mm-hmm. and where people can just come and get their own workout done and leave.
0: Yep. Because, like I said, I'm. I mean, and I the, don't
1: think a CrossFit gym is a gym. I think that's its own studio. I, yeah, in I was, its own way. Well,
0: I was gonna say that. Like, a, I find that CrossFit is a. It's probably a mix of the yeah. two, because um, it blends both worlds. Right. But like when we have a, same thing. We go in and there's a class. It's not. Very rarely do people do stuff on the side. It's pretty good at people go in. We have whatever the workouts are Usually going to be for the have day. Set classes. Yep, and yep, we have classes, and people are going to scale. Like yeah. classes, all start at this time; they end at this time. It's not like I go in at five thirty, and someone shows up at six oh five and does their whatever time. Um,
1: I feel like CrossFit has their own their own equipment. You know what I mean? It's not one of those treadmills. You know, it's a fancy TV on it. It's like you guys yeah, have your own treadmill. You have yeah, your we, own bicycles. <laughs> yeah,
0: we yeah we don't. I mean, we have the uh, the ergs, which mm-hmm. are the rowing ergs. Yep. We have assault bikes, which they're not spin bike. I mean, they're different than spin bikes. There's resistance as you go. Those are pretty much the only machines we have. most of it is body weight, same thing, or I mean, well, body weight or external weight, Mm -hmm. meaning you have free weights and stuff. They have dumbbells and kettlebells and, and barbells, but a lot of the, the whole idea, that's what I was kind of thinking is. It's
1: kind of like a studio, but you're meeting in the middle because you have, you know, the weights and you have the cardio equipment, but it's yeah. not that fancy, hey, I'm watching ESPN well, on TV. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's that's the thing that I, I like what you do is because one of the things I like about CrossFit that, not, and again, I, I'm big on anybody moving and being healthy, and yeah. that if that's running on a treadmill watching TV and that's your thing, then it's fine. And that's your thing. Um, the one thing I like about the the idea of CrossFit is that, and I always find that it's hard is, for people to understand when they get into it because it is hard it's not because i think at the end of the day if you're trying to get into fitness and trying to you know if, if it's easy it's probably not working like you got to really challenge yourself so same thing with what you guys do it's not like you're just going to go in there and go through the motions like it's very tough to go through the motions when your feet are you know hanging up and your core's on fire and you're trembling yeah you're not really just going through the motions i mean you're you're, you're working yourself you know or muscle groups so I think that's the one benefit about it is that you kind of look at it like body weight stuff is hard. Like I've
1: like, never underestimate body weight. I say that no, every class. I, <laughs> I hate pushups. Like
0: I'm, I'm one of the worst pushups are one of my least favorite you movements. It's
1: the, most, it's the most underutilized exercise that is out there. Pushups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: just, I, I've always, I've actually prefer pull-ups over pushups, which back like 10 years ago, I couldn't do a pull-up but right. I could do a couple of <laughs> pushups. I was like, Oh, pushups are easy. Now I'm like, I, I get burnt out so quickly on pushups, but Um, it's just funny, like how much like L sits, like things where you just stabilize and keep your core tight and try to hold or planks and things and hollow holds and all these things that really just force you to, you're basically challenging your own body through your own resistance. And it's so tough, which is kind of like yoga too. Like I find yoga is incredibly hard.
1: Yoga is mentally hard. (laughs) Mentally hard. And that's
0: the, that's the thing I, when I watch, I mean, when I do yoga, there's, of, I'm watching YouTube while I'm doing yoga because my mind I'm not the I'm not the meditation yoga guy I got to hot
1: yoga and hows that is How a, is
0: that? I've never that done that. That is
1: just a whole new world. That is a whole I only do it in the winter because I just I can't do it when it's 90 degrees outside and 100 I
0: kind of want to go and try it.
1: It's it's it, more mental than I mean trust me it's it's physical but it's more mental because you have to tell yourself a hundred times in your head, like I can do this, I can do this. Because mm-hmm. you, on the other side, you're like, I can't, I can't do this. I have to leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna die. No, you're not. You're not gonna pass out. You're not gonna die. Yeah. You just, you just sit there. Yeah, it's, it's hot, but it's, it's mental.
0: What? Uh. So how, how is your, how is your structure broken up? Do people pay per class? Do they have a membership? Is it, it monthly? Both.
1: Um. Not membership because I there was a lot of people that ask me to do membership, and this is how I see membership, and and you can argue with me about this. I see membership as a monthly fee. Mm-hmm. I'm not open 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm not open Monday through Sunday. I, that's that's not me. So what's the point of paying a monthly membership? You know, every day, it breaks it down into every day when you're not going to be there every single day. So I did punch cards. So you can either get a class of 20 or um, 10 class punch card. Or you can pay per class. The most expensive one I have is because it's more on um, the straps. The TRX straps are expensive. It's mm-hmm. ten dollars. The cheapest I have is five. Or I have an eight dollar class. So I have to, which I different have, equipment and stuff. Yeah, and I and five dollar classes <clears throat> there. It's minimum equipment. You're not using eight dollar classes. Yes, there's equipment. Equipment costs money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I you have to keep it low. And the reason I kept it low is because if you charge ten fifteen dollars a class. People aren't going to come.
0: What and that—that's that where I was going to ask when you next. When it comes
1: to fitness and wellness, people are like it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. It's too. So if you give them an excuse where it's not expensive, now what's your excuse?
0: What? So this is this comes again down to business because this is more business than fitness. Um, is kind of where's your break-even point on a lot of stuff? Like what is too much? And you know, for for you, like I said, if ten dollars is your sweet spot, knowing that if I charge eleven, twelve, I'm going memberships going to go down. And I'm not going to make as much. Um, Or then you also got to factor in, is it worth my time to do, should I just do all $10 classes? But then you might say, well, I know there's a lot of people that won't do $10 classes based on whatever the equipment or the style of the workout. Um, And then it's also the idea of, because the same thing, you only have so much time in your day. So as you grow as a business person, like, do you focus on... Cause you can't add more time and you're not going to burn yourself out by doing more classes. So the only way to really raise your fee is to get more people in the door and, or raise the price per person. So, and then again, you kind of look at, well, my class can, and you talked about opening a bigger studio, like how big is too big for a class? Like, what are you comfortable going up to per class? Cause I'm I'm sure as you get better, you're going to be able to handle more and more people. But like, are you like right now like tens my number or twenty is my number fifteen?
1: Out of every single class I've ever done in the seven years, the most I've had is thirty people. Nothing is too big. So Absolutely. You're okay not. with that? Nothing mm-hmm. is too big. I mean, obviously, when it comes, you have to have equipment for everyone. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you have to. Once you get a bigger space, you have more equipment because you can classes can hold more. Um, but every class is different. I mean, I wanted to go back to the prices. I was working at a gym, and the whole reason I wanted to open my own business is because. There is so much that goes behind a class. And it's not just the instructor standing up there yelling at you. There's so much program that is involved in it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, you have these instructors that can go up there and just wing it because they've been, I can do that with spin because I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. But I was getting paid $18 an hour at the gym for one class. That class can range from five people or it can range from 30 people. $18 no matter what. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was kind of, it was
0: like for an hour class. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's a little fucked up. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's messed up. I was doing all the work. I have a, a four-year degree. I have a personal training degree. R- were you
0: also, I, I'm assuming you, you were a part of bringing some of those people in, recruiting some of them? Yeah. yeah.
1: And so these people were paying their monthly membership and I was only getting paid $18. So then my boss is like, well, Meg, why don't you do the specialty programs? And I'm like, okay, well, what are the specialty programs? She's like, people sign up for them. And you get paid $21 an hour. So I'm like, wait, 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 So you have these people sign up for, say, a TRX class. They're paying $75 each. Each person pays $75. I'm getting $21 out of that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound right. I'm doing all the work. So I ventured off, and I actually, my first time ever venturing off, I went to Valcorp Brewing Company, started a group exercise class on their front lawn. First class I ever did, I had 30 people there. Mm -hmm. Charged $10 a head. Mm -hmm. 30 people at $10 a head Mm -hmm. I did the same thing I was already doing Mm -hmm. so I got a taste of that money so Mm -hmm. I'm like if I open my own business I charge say even $5 a person I get 10 people in that class that's still really good money Mm -hmm. for just one hour of working
0: yeah well you gotta you gotta also know your worth too Mm and I think this is people that and I kind of picked on um, a girl that works here Hannah she she ended up she had this really cool picture and she painted it's, it's over on the other side of the, the office but she, so she did this painting and i go how much how much is it and she's like well she was uh forty dollars and i said okay and so she's telling me this so then i like basically negotiate against myself i go I said so hannah i said i want you to break this down because we're going to get more people that are going to want to buy paintings from you because this is how my mind works like we're going to build you up so people know about your art and that right. want to use you and i said how much did the how much did the painting cost like the material so she goes well this was like 15 dollars. The, the the canvas or whatever she painted on and i said okay and how much is the paint well, She goes it was free i had it and it's okay well how much did the paint cost because you know you still use it at some point you had to pay for it and she said, I don't know, probably twenty-five bucks. I said, Okay. So even if you break that down to a dollar or something, two dollars. So she said, you have fifteen dollars invested to twenty, somewhere in that range. I said, How long did it take you to do the art? Uh start to finish, probably like five hours. I said, Okay, so take so you charge me forty. So now you're down to twenty four twenty-five. And I said, You're average you're averaging five dollars an hour to paint this. And she goes, Yeah, and I said, I said, Hannah, I said, you literally could go anywhere in the area and get paid double that to do nothing with any skill. So I said, you gotta look at it. I said
1: Especially when it comes to art. Some yeah. of this art is like five hundred dollars. And it's like, what? Yeah. So
0: so the idea is that it's like, well, Hannah, look at you have your overhead, okay, you have how much it costs you to get the material, how much time you have invested, then you gotta look at the skill set that you have. Your skill set, I can't pick up a brush. And replicate what you do. That, how, how many years have you been painting? Well, I've been doing it for this many years. Okay. It's taking you that many years. I'm paying you for the skill, knowledge, whatever that you've accumulated. And I'm also paying you for the hours that you have put the time in. There's a reason why I, I have a guitar back here that I played about 10 years ago. And I want to get back into it. There's a reason I will pay $50 to $100 to go watch a professional person play for two hours. Because they've earned that right through all these years of practice and playing in their parents' bedroom and uh, basement and going to these dive bars, and now they're in stadiums. Well, same thing. So I mean, so whatever. I told Hannah, I said you gotta be charging at least three figures for this because for like don't even do it. Why would you do it? You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's kind of the same thing for you. Is eventually, but you also know your sticking point. Mm But what's going to happen, too, at the the end of the day... Eventually,
1: you have to raise your price. Eventually, yeah.
0: yeah, But what's going to happen, too, is you're going to get the demand increase where all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can fit. I like the space that I'm in. My space, I can put 25 people per class comfortably. I don't want to go any bigger of a space or whatever, and that's my number. Most of my classes are full. Then it's like, okay, I'm now going to charge more. And what's going to happen is yes you may lose some people but then at the end of the day you also have to look at it from a financial standpoint of okay if if i know that my classes are maxing out i'm going to charge more and most likely they're still going to max out because of demand you're going to lose some people that would just decrease the waiting list or whatever and you keep doing that for more demand more demand like why why are there professional trainers that make millions a year they've increased the demand around them for whatever reason there's a reason Tom Brady has this guy that trains him that guy might you know he has a knowledge base that maybe a trainer that's even been doing it longer than him doesn't have because he's put in the time or made the connections or whatever right. but for you that's like the social media aspect like mm-hmm. how do we build the 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 trust or the the expertise or the demand around Megan which because again it, you're talking about running a business and I don't want to and I you always got to go back to your why, like you do want people to be super healthy and yeah. that's, that's something you never lose focus of. And I kind of do that with real estate. Like my, like I don't go into a deal ever thinking about making a commission. Like my thing is like, okay, don't, I've told people plenty of times, don't buy that home. Don't do this. Don't do that. It doesn't make sense. Like why would you do that? I've talked to more people actually out of buying homes than than actually buying homes because I just don't want them at the end of the day to make a decision that I know is not the best, something that they should be doing. So, but what I mean, because of that, my income has gone up tremendously with the idea that I'm not working for money, but for you, it's the idea of you're, you're increasing the demand by helping people. And at some point in time, it's just a business decision, especially because yeah, the field absolutely. that you're in. Um, but it's, it's like, it's really cool because you're always building towards something. And that's what I think's gonna be fun. When you look back at five years, you're going to look back and like, Oh my God, remember that first base. Remember I mean the first class you had I 30 back is incredible. One year
1: and it's just like I was literally carrying how much weight? I literally had a little cart that I was pushing around with yeah. fifty pound kettlebells yeah. to my clients. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know it's so cool. And i I think you're gonna be amazed at one year and then I think even at two years, you're gonna have such a spike in your growth, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of like always kind of look back if you can. It's hard to do because if you're a driven person, you're always like more, 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 mm-hmm. go you know, grow. But It's kind of cool to look back a year or two years back and and appreciate how far you've gone, which is very similar to fitness. Like when you first started doing anything, you're like, "It's like your push-ups." Yeah, like I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't do the like. I remember like I always tell people like new people that come to CrossFit that struggle with pull-ups. I'm like, I couldn't do a pull-up. Like I for a while I couldn't do one, and I was doing all these scales to try to get one, and now I'm like I. Pull-ups are not the really a strong. First class is the hardest. Yeah. And, and it takes years. And like, it,
1: gets, it gets better and easier. Yeah. Because it just, it comes naturally.
0: Yeah. You get, you get more confidence. Yep. Think things are, you move a little better. You you have more knowledge base as to what you're doing. Um, no, I just think that's all kind of good stuff. What, what time do we have here? So I want to make sure that, that clock's wrong, by the way. We're an hour 830. back. 8.30. 8.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything that you want to talk about or go over or anything that you want to tell people about, you know? Limitless training or mindset of what you do or, or anything that you want to people that may be on the fence about coming in or people that want to try it.
1: The main thing about limitless training is, you know, we're, we're all here working on ourselves. We're not in competition with anyone. And you probably hear that a hundred times there. The only competition is you, but and that's no, that's really a true statement though. You know, I just, I want my, I want people to feel comfortable when they step through that door. I want people to get that confidence, and that has definitely come with some of my clients. My, I remember the first day I had those. And the reason I don't really post a lot about my clients is because it's I keep it personal. I don't. I'm, I'm very, very, um, very strict on me filming my clients, me taking pictures of my clients, and me talking about my clients on social media or anything like that. But I have found that even the first day working with my clients to now, their confidence level has spiked through the roof. And to me, that makes my job worth it at the end of the day so I just I just want people to feel comfortable and I just my main goal behind limitless training is just movement just move your body any way you physically can it doesn't have to be fancy you don't have to go inside of the gym and you don't have to get on the most expensive treadmill and you just you don't need that if you have five pound dumbbells at home and that's where you feel comfortable hey then you stay home and you do those five pound dumbbells (laughs) yeah
0: and what you just mentioned uh I forgot to touch on that is Again, I'm going back to CrossFit because we do do group classes and stuff, and people come and they physically look better, they feel better, everything else.
1: That's all that matters.
0: But but I think the biggest thing, which you just said, is it's more of the mental confidence. Um, it's I mean, the physical aspect is great, you know, how you feel, but I think it's the mental confidence and how you carry yourself and how you, you, know, you walk into a room or how you approach a scenario or when things are a little more tough you're easy, you can deal with stuff that's more tough because you're like it's kind of the same thing like pushing through an uncomfortable part of a workout how is to me the community part of crossfit is the best thing you make lifelong friends i mean i i've actually met my wife through crossfit 5 years ago like i mean it wasn't like love at first sight kind of thing but we you know it was, we ended up establishing a really good relationship um so how is your how is your gym from a community standpoint because i'm sure a lot of people go and they may not have been, like been friends before but I'm sure a lot oh, of them are absolutely. now yeah now a lot of them are their accountability buddy <laughs> of like so
1: happy when I see yeah, that too. yeah it's like
0: hey Cheryl are you going to the 5 30 class yeah. tonight and you're like yeah yeah I can't make it all of a sudden you're like hey where were you on Tuesday
1: and it's like they're all talking together before class yeah. and like that makes me happy yeah it does I mean it's 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 a community thing and people like being part of a group they feel like they belong somewhere it's like mm-hmm. oh we're in the same class we're gonna do the same thing that you know people like that
0: yeah it's like a shared suffering
1: yeah exactly well, you (laughs) play like team
0: sports it's the same thing like you always if everybody I played you know I played a lot of soccer if everybody had to do the running or the drills or whatever everybody did it so then you could be like okay at least I'm not the only one doing this I I got 18 other guys that are doing it with me um, and
1: you could probably agree with me and CrossFit is probably the same but you know you see someone who is their first class and you go up to them and be like hey you know and you introduce yourself and that's same at the studio mm-hmm. you see someone who's been there the first and they're like listen like this is going to be your hardest class the first day is always the hardest but it gets better from here
0: yeah and I think that's the most important and if, if you have people that do that then you're, yeah. you have a well I mean you're well on your way to a good gym because yeah. I think that allowing people breaking down that barrier because everybody was there mm-hmm. it, it's like I, you know, I go to a lot of networking events and you can tell the person that's at their first event and it's like, go up to them, break the ice because nobody likes walking into a room where they don't know anybody. They're uncomfortable. And to me, the first step of walking through the door to me is the absolute biggest step Mm -hmm. over anything they're ever going to face. It's just that initial get over the, I mean, it's, it's literally it's the easiest step meaning but like but everything else or say literally is that probably the wrong analogy but the idea of like it's easy just show up but it's it, there's such a big decision behind just mm-hmm. coming to the you know yeah it, just
1: making them feel comfortable in a place that they feel so uncomfortable and that's <clears throat> that's really big in in the fitness industry in general is you know i remember my even though I know how to work out i i've never been uncomfortable but my first day going into yoga I was like oh shit. I have no idea. I, what do I even do? What do I even need? Like, I don't know. And I'd do the
0: same if I went to yoga. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, but it's like just having you walk through the door and that instructor just greeting you or even same with CrossFit, having that coach greeting you and just kind of show you around and just introduce you to people. That's, that's what people, that's what they want. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: No, that's cool. So, uh, Megan, if they want to, anybody wants to find you, how can they? plug your business right now where you can where they can find limitless training oh, there's
1: a lot of places so you can go on Facebook limitless training Instagram limitless training I have a website so I go through an actual um, a domain so it's limitless training dot the actual word squarespace space dot com (laughs) it's a lot but it's just a domain i go through there's a website that tells you everything you need to know it tells you the prices on classes it tells you the times it even has a detailed description in every single class has my personal training stuff prices packaging i do um max of three people at a time it can do one two or three people um yeah that's pretty much it
0: that's cool and this 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 is, this is for the long haul, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. As
1: long as my body can handle this, <laughs> that's that's
0: awesome. So, uh, I appreciate you coming on. This Thanks. this was a lot of fun, this and was fun. thank you for taking my uh, I guess my cold invite, just straight up DM'd you, yep. into the DMs yep. and said, do you want to come on? We did. So, um, <laughs> but no, I'm glad you came. I I like I said, I I've watched you from afar, and I'm just very I love people that are young and that are like working hard because I find there's just, just not everybody in life works hard. So the ones that do, it's like they, they have a they have a very good, you know, an attractive quality about them that really, you know, just you're just a better person, I think, overall, right. if you're really working towards something. So, so, d-
1: so what you're trying to say is, you and your wife are going to come to a TRX class. I'll come to one. <laughs> I'll
0: will do, do one. She she's a nut. She's she's pretty competitive. Oh, she, she'd she love would, it. Yeah, she she would she, would, uh, she would do it. No, I'd like I would like to go to some point. So. Um, Cool. All right. So if you want to find out, guys, go to wherever Megan just told you. Uh, We'll put some stuff in the show notes, too, so people can find that. But um, Megan, thank you very much. Um, That is episode 56 of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling G A E. L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.